just you just mentioned that you suffered your stroke at age 37. Mm-hmm. What do you think led up to that? Was it stress? Um, what what was the things that were going on um, at that time that you think led up to to that? Yeah, in 2004, I was really sick. So it started like that January where um, I was traveling for work. I think I was in California. My doctor called and said, well, you need to get home um, because I'm seeing something going on with your thyroid. I'm like, okay, which had always been perfect. And so then a few months later, I'm having trouble breathing. I'm having trouble walking and you know this well you might have tuberculosis i'm like okay wow so and this time i'm living in virginia and so i'm at home and i can't leave the house because i can't you like for two weeks so i'm not spreading tuberculosis so more testing and more testing and so my health just kind of started to deteriorate and so probably by the summer i was diagnosed with sarcoidosis which what is that is Hi, welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ, and my name is DJ. Each week, I bring you topics about current events, holistic living, finance, budget, career development, and stories that may make you laugh or give you inspiration. So please think about subscribing, following, of course, like, comment, and if you're feeling extra, (laughs) leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So with that being said, let's get into the show. (laughs) My guest this week is Kamaria Richmond, founder of Kamaria Richmond Media. She's the host and producer of the Stroke Diva Fabulous radio show. Her show was a reinvention after a stroke in 2004. Kamaria says, the show is a part of my cognitive therapy Kamara's show highlights and provides a platform for entrepreneurs. The show allows her to meet others online who she would not be able to connect with in a social setting. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, DJ, for having me. Yes, I was on your show a few months ago, and I really enjoyed having the conversation with you. And I said, when I get my podcast up and running, I'm going to reach back around to you <laughs> and have you on my show. And like now it's happening. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed having yes. you on. Yes, yes. Thank you. And uh, we're both Unity members. Yes. And we're in Unity churches. And, you know, there are several different um, churches throughout uh, the country and the, the world. But we are part of the Unity of Washington, D.C. And um, and I just I love that church. I'm so glad that I found it and um, found this this church where it's sort of kind of just it. it has all the beliefs that I believe and um and I just enjoy Reverend Silva um Reverend Sylvia Sumter. I just think she's an amazing um an amazing leader for our church. She's the head reverend and I especially like when she says, I don't preach, I give a talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
was, I like that. Absolutely, absolutely. I joined uh, Unity in 2001. Oh, wow. And I was uh, living in Atlanta at the time. And um, we have a mutual friend, Ananda Leek. So mm-hmm. shout out to anandaleek.com. Uh, she said, you know, KT, when you move back home, I have a church for you. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I came home and went to the first service. And I don't remember what Reverend Sylvie was talking about, but I was like, I'm joining this church. Mm-hmm. So that first, um, that first introduction to uh to unity and i had been studying new thought and you know over the years but you know reverend silver you know brings it home yes she does great great teacher and so i was very active in the church until the stroke from 2001 to 2004 and um and so after the stroke you know i moved in with with my mom so that she could be my caregiver but um one of the blessings of covid is that Hey, Unity of Washington, D.C. is online. And so mm-hmm. I'm now able to participate in the classes and service every Sunday yeah. because it's online. And so part of, you know, the stroke was, you know, I no longer drive and mm-hmm. that it kind of put a wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can of, imagine a lot of different things. And so and I missed going to church three four times a week because there's always a class <laughs> yes it is they definitely believe in in, in classes <laughs> and uh and so now i'm able to participate thanks to ah, the internet. yeah COVID has you know one thing that i struggled to say you know until recently that COVID has some advantages to it you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, it's, of course, you know, people have lost loved ones and friends and right. uh, people are still going through health issues due to COVID. So that's definitely something that needs to be always um, uh, prayed about. Absolutely. But the other side of it is, is that it did it did sort of release us from from traffic. <laughs> and um, and it was like it's, for me, it's been more. Um, it's been better, especially for us introverts. I don't know if you're an introvert or not, but I am. Mm-hmm. And um, and even though I love being around people and, and, and I enjoy especially conversations and especially in groups, but I have to recharge alone. And what COVID has um, allowed me to do is I get to recharge a lot faster, I get to my corner, as I say, a lot faster now being that I'm at home already instead of struggling to get home to get to my my um, my solace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally understand. And, you know, the loss of life has been devastating for for lots of folks, but it, it has opened up opportunities for churches and for mm-hmm. businesses and yeah. for podcasters. Like yeah, it definitely has. Because, um, you know, people are home and now they, they're able to carve in more time. Yeah. Things, you know, that they want to do and that they need to do and love mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, I got two or three hours back every single day during the week. You know, well, yeah, Monday through Friday, because it, it took me an hour, it's not an hour and a half to get to work. 
um, sometimes an hour, an hour and a half to get from work. So that's, you know, that's two, three hours. Sometimes you're losing every single day just being in traffic and getting back and forth from work to home. Mm-hmm. And now you get all that back. It's like you're it's like you're free from a part time job, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that I, I definitely um, appreciate. But again, still, when I always say that, I always stop and still say, hey, there are people out there that are still severely struggling from COVID. If it's their health, their uh, their businesses, their jobs. Mm-hmm. So I never forget about them. And I always um, say a prayer for those people who are, that are being negatively impacted by COVID. That I'm not forgetting about their, them either. So, um, you know, so. Um, so I mentioned in the introduction that um, I was on your podcast because you have your podcast as well. And I'll leave the, the link in the show, descript- the show description uh, called the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. And so uh, what and I think you, you did mention earlier about um, the strokes that you experienced in 2004. Was that the reason why you begin your podcast? Absolutely. Um, so Ananda that I, I mentioned earlier, Ananda Leak and AnandaLeak.com. So my major was radio, television and film. And of course, once I graduated, I did something completely different. <laughs> it's a different, all different, all different deal. But while I was in school, I was interning at WPFW, Washington. Wow. I used to do the public awareness calendar. And I started doing some other things and I kind of turned that over to Ananda. And so radio and TV and film, it's been something I've been doing since, you know, the late 80s. And, um, but once I graduated, you know, I went to a a totally different uh, universe, actually. (laughs) (laughs) After I I had the stroke and, you know, I had to do speech therapy and cognitive therapy and occupational therapy and eye therapy. You know, I've gone through um, since 2004, still doing cognitive therapy. You know, I had to do, learn how to do lots of things all over again. And so Ananda said, well, you know, KT, you, it's, you're going to have to reinvent yourself. And I know we're going to talk about that. She's like, so, you know, life is different for you now. And this was back in 2011. Um, we started the Stroke Diva Fabulous show. She's like, life is going to be different for you now, but there's still things that you can do. And I'm going to help you get back into communications and, you know, doing, doing um, online. And then, you know, being online was, it was still kind of, you know, and it's new. So, yeah. Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be online and I can do a show online. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> She's like, you know, we're going to call it the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show because, you know, you have a stroke, but you're still fabulous. Yes. You know, you still, you, you look good. You're able to function. So, you know, let's take it from there. So she trained me for about a year on how to do a show, you know, how to connect with people to get to do interviews. And mm-hmm. she was like my producer for a whole year. And she's like, wow, after this, after the year, then it's like on you. And I said, okay. okay. And so, you know, she gave me a strict schedule on 
how to prepare and what to do for a show. And then um, after she left, her father, Dr. John Leake, was my producer for a couple of months. I'm like, John, I still need a producer. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's like, I'll do it. And so he was my producer for a couple of months. And then I finally kind of got all the kinks out and I was able to to do it myself. But it Mm. was a way of me being able to connect with people. And so, you know, she's been into social media since the early 2000s and and I was like well, well what is a Facebook and you know what is a blog delicious these conferences that you go to you know blogging mm-hmm. why brown and so I was like I want to kind of get into that and so it was just a way for me to be able to connect to the people on the outside because I wasn't out driving up and down the highway mm-hmm. you know several times a week meeting new people I was able to do it online. And so being on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and, you know, all these social media platforms just gave me a way to connect with people, not just here, but people all around the world. So yeah, that's what I like I've about interviewed it. people from, you know, all over the world, which has been exciting. And so that's not something I would have done if it hadn't been for this experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that's why I love my doing my podcast as well. I get to talk to people that I knew I would never get a chance to talk to um, otherwise. So it's been um, definitely a a blessing for me. I've been on podcasting for some years off and on, and I never felt that it had the right platform or, you know, I really didn't know how podcasting really worked. And um, and then it's like slowly through trial and error, I sort of figured it out mm-hmm. until I got the current format. But I had been doing it and I had one, another, another show it was from an online. It was an online um, network and um, called the Awakened, um, Awakened Network. It was what it was called. And, you know, I just didn't, I, I, I love feedback. And with that, it, you, you got like no feedback because it was just, it was just a website. So I said, it's not really, uh, not really what I want. So then I moved to podcasting and then, you know, still was like, I don't know if anybody's listening. <laughs> so, um, and then when I started really, with this time, I, I started incorporating, um, social media along with my with my podcast like 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 you do as well Mm -hmm. and that got me a bit more people responding and and getting um in podcasting you know when you're with certain platforms they do give you analytics to to listeners and and downloads and things like that so you do get a bit of information but it's always great to have a conversation like i tell people all the time even when i said in the opening if you want to reach out and holler at a brother (laughs) (laughs) you know i am here so um so definitely you can check me and camaria out on in the show description to find out how to get in contact with us so um, being that we're both very spiritual people, because, you know, to me, to be a unity member, you have to, I think, understand that we are spiritual beings in a physical body. Right. Absolutely. 
So what brought you to, um, why, what made you bring spirituality to the forefront of your life? You know, if growing up, you know, we, um, oh, let's see, how, how do I say it? So having, you know, spirit or God or, you know, however folks mm-hmm. to name it, um, being centered in your life is very grounding. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't had a spiritual community, of course, along with my family and friends, going through um, the trials and tribulations of having a stroke at the age of 37. Wow. Uh, you know, would, I would totally be different, I know. But because I had the the unity teachings of new thought on, you know, you, you, our thoughts are prayers and yeah. what we um, what we believe we can conceive and you know all those little nuggets of wisdom that you get through new thought teaching new thought teachings mm-hmm. um, instead of going into what with me yeah I could go back you know into um, our the daily prayers that we that we do. Yeah, every morning. Um, And I could reach back into, even though in the beginning I was having trouble reading, you know, I could still, and I was having trouble with my memory, still do, but, um, you know, I could. We all do. (laughs) (laughs) I could look at all of that. And because I had been practicing for so long, you know, it was just coming to me automatically so Mm -hmm. all of our daily affirmations I never lost and that kind of kept me going through because I wasn't going to church and I wasn't around a lot of people but having you know just notes from all of our classes on healing because you know part of unity is 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 your healing to focus on those affirmations and those teachings that I mean, that's just made a huge impact, and yeah. to, be able to go back to it now, and to continue with the classes mm-hmm. has really helped. So if you don't, if I didn't have that spiritual balance or that that spiritual foundation, yeah, spiritual foundation. You know, I mean, I know other people that have had strokes, and not only did they not have health care, but they didn't have a community, they didn't have family, so the journey has been different. Mm-hmm. And so I know mine would have been different if I didn't have that, that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you just, you had mentioned, just, you just mentioned that you suffered your stroke at age 37. Mm-hmm. What do you think led up to that? Was it stress? Um, what, what was the things that were going on um, at that time that you think led up to, to that? Yeah. In 2004, I was really sick. So it started like that January where um, I was traveling for work. I think I was in California. My doctor called and said, well, you need to get home um, because I'm seeing something going on with your thyroid. I'm like, okay, which had always been perfect. And so then a few months later, I'm having trouble breathing. I'm having trouble walking and you know this well you might have tuberculosis i'm like 
okay. Wow. So this time I'm living in Virginia and so I'm at home and I can't leave the house because I can't, you like for two weeks, so I'm not spreading tuberculosis. So more testing and more testing. And so my health just kind of started to deteriorate. And so probably by the summer, I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis. Which what is that? Is. So sarcoid can affect any area of your body. It's, it, it's, it goes into your, your lymph nodes and it's more of a, um, I'm going to have to search for the word, a, da, 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 your immune system has been compromised. Okay. So your organs start to kind of attack one another and they don't know what causes it, but it's very popular in black people, especially black women. And what's the card again? Sarcoidosis and Eastern Europeans. So Bernie Mac had it. Um, he actually died from sarcoid. There are lots of celebrities now. Um, Tisha from Martin. T- Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell. She has it. Um, a couple of celebrities, celebrities have it now. So it's a little bit more well known. Mm. But it's um, it's an inflammatory disease. So, you know, things in your joints become inflamed and it can affect your brain. You know, for me, it's the eyes, it's the breathing, it's um, my joints. So what causes it? They don't know. But what, Mm. for me, that whole year going through health challenge after health challenge, I was working a lot. I was traveling a lot, (laughs) Mm. busy a lot and just kind of going nonstop. Uh, and so I just think that that was um, spirit com- thing, you know, com- you compounding. Just, just what? everything was just you know you start getting stressed and you're not happy and you know it's, you're running out of time and you're running on fumes and so it was just I think it was just time to just stop because they did mm-hmm. countless tests and they couldn't figure out why. I was having a stroke, but I had like the worst headache of my life. I went to the emergency room. I'm not a morning person, but I got up that Sunday morning and went to the emergency room. And it's, oh, well, you have like, you're having migraines. And so they sent me home. And it wasn't until later that I have a friend that's a doctor that she went through my medical history. And I had no idea I had been throwing up and I had, um, that I had, been at the hospital all day. So my memory was kind of, you know, I was kind of losing it then, but you know, they sent me home. I started taking some medication like every four hours because my head was just pounding. And about um, three, about three or four o'clock in the morning, I went to send a friend an email and I couldn't read or write, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what was going on. I was like, hmm, what can I read or write? I must be really, really tired. <laughs> Let me go to bed. And then about 18 hours later, you know, I see these men, you know, they're knocking down my door and slapping me and like, are you okay? Wow. So I had been unconscious. Um, but my family was on it because, you know, by that time I had stopped working. Um, I was only... I could barely walk. So I was just, 
everyone knew I was at home, but I wasn't. So they were checking on you. So everyone was checking and I could hear the phone ringing and I could hear a friend of mine um, knocking on the door. And I'm like, what's she doing this? What's she doing here this time of morning? <laughs> what in the world is going on? And then, uh-huh. you know, the door opens. So I had just been just, you know, in this state for 18 hours, not knowing what was going on. Wow. Not until they knocked down the door. And I still didn't know what was going on. By the time mm-hmm. we got to the hospital, uh, one of my rheumatologists was there. And, you know, she was stroking my face. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Mm. And you and still I mean, hadn't hit you yet. That you... No, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, you know, why are people crying? And what? what is it, you know? And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to sleep. I think I'm still kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they know, you know, if someone at a young age comes to the hospital and they're having severe headaches and they don't, they don't normally get headaches, uh-huh. now they have in place where they're going to, they do more checking. But back in 2004, it wasn't, you know, this, oh, you're just having, you're having migraines. Yeah. I mean, it was the worst migraine of my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so scary because, you know, um, I know hospitals are busy, probably busier than they've been in a long time with this whole COVID thing. But mm-hmm. one thing that scares me a lot of times when I hear people go to the doctor and they're they're suffering from something that sounds very serious and they're just sort of sit home. And I'm like, especially if it's a headache, because you know it's an aneurysm, you don't know if it's, you know, a right. stroke, a heart right. attack, you don't really know what it is. And when I hear them just send someone home, I'm like, oh God, I really hope that is nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then yours ultimately turned out to be extremely serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now I know it's, you know, it's it's, it's gotten better. Um, well, of course, you know, like you said, COVID put something else you know, it takes it to a whole different level, but, um, yeah, but back, back then, you know, they just thought it was something normal. But I was like, All right. hmm. yeah, 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 that's, that's, it's just, it's, it's, I say it's scary because, you know, I know how busy emergency rooms are, you know, and sometimes it's easy to say, um, oh, you have a headache. Okay, well, we'll give you this and go home, mm-hmm. you know, and because not because they're trying to neglect you, but because they are so busy and there are people who have issues that are external issues. You got blood gushing out, of you know, or, or you know, obviously mm-hmm. something's, you know, the doctor wants to tend to that when you have someone that's suffering from a stroke that's not clearly visible that this person's right. in early stages of stroke. They more easily to send you home because they don't see the, 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 you know, the things that happen in terms of a stroke is not something that is external. It's internal. Right. And two, if you in going, you know, by yourself, if you don't have someone with you, a patient advocate, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to just send people it's easier to just send them away. But if you have some someone with you that can fight for you, then, you know, just going through this whole process, you know, having good health care and 
having, you know, my mom and my family members um, and my dad and friends um, as patient advocates, having people there for you to help you fight the good fight Mm -hmm. is priceless. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And like you just said a few minutes ago, having, you know, when you know, when you're trying to fend for yourself, when you're, you know, in the early stages of a stroke and you're trying to convince someone that, you know, I need help, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not, it's going to be as easy to convince someone when you're not in those stages. But like right. you said, is I think what you said was very profound, that, that it's really a blessing to have someone with you that mm-hmm. can speak up for you because you can't, you can't speak up for yourself the way that you would normally speak up for yourself because you are in probably the worst condition of your life. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going on. So have someone yeah. stepping you on the face, you know, saying, like, hello. My, you're still there. my brain is, <laughs> something's going on with my brain. I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> right. Something is not, something is not right. I exactly. can tell you that something's not right. And, right. you know, there are a whole host of reasons, you know, why we don't get the, the health care um, that we deserve. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically what you're saying, what you would have done differently if you would have would have taken someone with you that you knew would have been an mm-hmm. advocate for you that would have speak right. up for you. Yeah. Right. So and that's the thing, you know, you can um, I think it's important to share people's stories. So that's why I'm so thankful um, that you're having me on, you know, I think the more that people hear stories, it's like a little ding, ding. So if it happens to them or someone they know, they can say, okay, you know what? I, I heard that happen to someone once. Let me go, let me go with you and, um, and let's, and let's make sure that things are okay. Because yeah. if something's going on in your, in your brain, you know, I can tell you, mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to remember. You're not. It's just not going to. You're not going to be able to defend for yourself. It's it's a done deal, basically. You know, whatever the doctor says, I'm going to see you, not see you. It's basically what you're at the the mercy of that that nurse or that doctor. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. um, I really wanted to just, you know, you, you you hinted a little bit on about your road to recovery and how you had to sort of, you know, um, sort of figure out your new normal, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure this COVID has been another new normal for you on top of, um, you know, you're getting through your rehabilitation. I'm in 2004. How... Did you, um, how did you reinvent yourself and get yourself to a place where you felt like, okay, I don't know how the the end, I'm not saying even the end has gotten here, nowhere near the (laughs) end, but where you're at now, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're, have your stroke of fabulous, (laughs) your your stroke diva fabulous. How how do you get to that state? How do you get from being in the hospital, the doctor, everyone is around you crying, you don't even know what's going on, um, to a place where, um, and probably at that time, they know if you're going to recover, I'm quite sure, it's, and they finally explained to you the, the impact of what had just happened, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, 
Mm-hmm. And then um, getting to, to a place where you are now, how do you do that? How do you get to where you are now, where you were then to where you are now, where you have hope, where you have some fabulousness, where you can say to other people, um, I may be on the other side or I may not be on the other side just yet where I want to be, but mm-hmm. I'm a lot better than where, where I was. Oh, well, definitely, absolutely a lot better than than where I was. And when it started with the podcast, um, Ananda had Bat Living Radio, so Bat Living Radio. And so I did her present moment, uh, I was her present moment correspondent. And so it allowed me to, to think about things that I wanted to talk about, about what's living in the present moment and what that feels like now. And so I think we probably did that maybe 2009, 2010. And because up until that point, I mean, I was just, just still just weeks of years of just therapy Yeah. at that time. Um, And so being able to be on her, her show um, kind of formulating what I want to talk about and being present and, and what that meant being present. But yes, I'm still learning to read and write and I'm still doing, you know, physical therapy and, um, and my cognitive therapy and my occupational therapy. It, it, it prepared me to do the, the podcast, the Stroke Diva Fabulous show, but also the, the show helps me because one, I have to do research on people. So before I wasn't using my computer, except, you know, for work, but mm-hmm. now I'm having to learn how to use skills on how to research people and mm. how to connect for people and what kind of questions should I ask and um, just learning how to do ABC stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for me, even today, to prepare for a show, like it can take someone, it can probably take someone a couple hours to do wow. what I do, but it takes me a couple days. Wow. <laughs> Even now, just um, to go online and to do research and to read emails and to read backgrounds. I mean, that's like my whole day. It takes me hours to do, to send an email like most people can probably send an email in about five minutes to send you an email, maybe one or two, let's say five sentences. Mm-hmm. It can still take me up to a couple hours to send an email. Wow. <laughs> Just the typing itself or just getting the structure. It's, 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 it's typing, it's structure, but you know, my, my brain is working a little bit. It's working slower. Mm-hmm. than it used to where I could used to, to do stuff you know super super quick um it takes me a, it takes me a while to get things done online now I, I'm better and faster than I was but it still takes me quite a time because I'm like well does that sound right and and I'm using um all the different tools for my spelling <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was that 
Grammarly or, you know. Yeah, gra- I, I'm, a, I'm a very happy Grammarly <laughs> customer. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm still using um, tools to kind of help me, you know, whether I can speak it because I was using for a while uh, this, the, the software where you can speak. Um, mm-hmm. But with Siri and Alexa and all of that. So I'm using all these tools to get through but it's still it's still very time consuming. Mm-hmm. So, although I've I've come a long way, it's still challenging to do what I do. Like I can't yeah. do it quick, fast, and hurry. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes it's time. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that definitely yeah. reminds me because I'm always complaining when when the app doesn't open up as soon as I click the button or <laughs> or my computer is not running as fast as it usually runs. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm taking myself through all kinds of challenge. But that kind of makes me see that that, mm-hmm. you know, I have to slow down, you know, even, mm-hmm. you know, our technology has to slow down, you know. Right. And, um, and, you know, it goes back to you were saying earlier about, you know, you were so busy getting, trying to get things done and, and, you know, go, you know doing your life mm-hmm. and we get caught up and, and, um, sometimes I think it's detrimental to our health. Well, not sometimes, I mean, in, in a lot of cases it, just, mm-hmm. it, it is. Because I wasn't, I hadn't really had any serious health issues. So I wasn't really paying attention to mm-hmm you know, health, because I wasn't expecting anything, you know, this drastic to to ever happen. So, you know, once you start getting these, these little signs, you know, Mm -hmm. Oprah calls it like the little whispers. They get the whisper, the pebble, the brick, (laughs) and the brick wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely that brick wall. Boom. Um, So just, just paying attention to um, what you're being intentional about. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is key. And the one thing now, you know, this last year, year and a half, you know, people are slowing down and, you know, and they're starting businesses. Yeah. They're yeah, starting they're- families. And, you know, I think everyone now is at a place where, you know, what is my in- intention for doing what it is I want to mm-hmm. do? Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely your story listening to you definitely makes me want to definitely be more intentional and also figure out what's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Because for you, I'm sure for you to take, take on an activity, it has to be something that you really want to do. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and so um so for me, it's, it's always like, oh, okay, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to do this and I want to do that. And um, and the question that I think is a better better thing or a better way of attacking things to do is, is this that important to me where I want to give my time and energy to this thing? Because mm-hmm. it, if it, it may not be, it may not be the level of stress that I want to put on myself, it may not even be worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. I think a lot of people are, are, you know, are picking, picking up on that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More, more than think, ever. Yeah. Just, I think your show is, you know, is important um, just to, to be a reminder, you know, because you tell, you have 
great guess where you're telling, you know, really stories. I was listening to um, the last podcast and I believe that the, the woman was an author, but she was just, you know, had just some real good nuggets. And every year I just take, um, you know, some time because, you know, just sitting at the computer, it's like, you know, the neck hurts, the back hurts. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and when you're talking to people and you're taking in all that energy, um, because, you know, everyone has a great story to tell and, and some yeah. are more positive um, and some are more challenging. But, you know, when you're talking to people all the time, sometimes, you know, and you, of course, I know I'm always learning from what I'm, you know, I'm always learning from someone that I'm talking to, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just have to say, okay, well, I just need a little, a little bit more time just mm-hmm. to, just to, to breathe. So mm-hmm. every year, whether it's November or December or January and February or like this summer, so you, you have to pull summer. yourself away from, from it all, you know, yes. and like you said earlier, it does have an energy and I think um, any spiritual person who puts spirituality at the forefront and people always ask me, what do you mean by spirituality? You know, I said, well, you know, it's kind of hard to everyone has the definition, but right. I, I just I know so many empaths. <laughs> they just <laughs> absorb everybody's energy. So um, so when you're interacting with someone or you're in a room or even listen to the radio, the TV, you just absorb all the energies coming out of that and it just affects your mood. It affects everything about your day. So I do have to pull myself away and be like, and like, oh, I can't watch that. Oh, I can't be a you know part of that because I know that, you know, I'll be on the internet all day long. I'll listen to a news story and I will be on the internet all day long researching that news story because I gotta find out everything about it. <laughs> you know. And just sucking all that energy in, and that's why I have to cut the news off because I would be on 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 the internet all day researching about a story that I I heard. So I'll let you go. Okay. Well, right. enjoy okay. the rest of your evening. Thanks so you much too. for having right. me on. Right. Yes. And I'll, I'll I'll see you online. I'll see you online. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. Bye, DJ. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kamaria Richmond, host of the podcast, The Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. You can find episodes of The Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show on TalkShoe.com. I'll have the direct links to her show and more information about Kamaria in the show description. Or you can email me, DJ at WhatsUpWithDJ.com for more information about Kamaria and The Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show.